Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Thursday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. On the program with me today, Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. A fun show plan. Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com will join our show. We're also going to have birthdays in sports, a nightly TV guide, our June monthly predictions. I mean, we're loaded with things we got to do on our show until 6 o'clock. Brooks, how are you? I am doing phenomenal. It is a great Thursday in Auburn. Hope it's a great Thursday for everybody out there. The Atlanta Braves yesterday got a win. Um, you know, talked about it on the show yesterday a little bit, but it happened during the show. The Atlanta Braves took finally took a game from the Arizona Diamondbacks out of the uh, first three to get set for a, another uh, segment of their West Coast road trip, uh, taking on the Rockies for four games starting tonight out there in Colorado. Can't wait to watch all that. Can't wait to get the NBA Finals started tonight. Big, big game between the Warriors and the Celtics. And uh, we're just one day away from Auburn baseball starting play in the uh, NCAA tournament in the Auburn Regional. UCLA, Florida State, the first game up tomorrow at 11 a.m. And the Tigers and the Lions of southeastern Louisiana going at it uh, in the evening session uh, for that tournament or for right. that, that regional. So can't wait to get that underway. Can't wait to talk about all that. Can't wait to get to some of our callers this afternoon and yeah. uh, have a fun show today. Well, let's take some good phone calls. We've had a lot of great guests. And again, our buddy Brian Matthews is going to be a part of the show today at 430 on yesterday's program. We got the opportunity to catch up with Andy Burcham and Jerry Brewer. All of those conversations available on our Sports Call podcast. Brant Daughtry, as I said, is here with us on a Thursday. Brant, it's very good to see you, my friend. It is very good to see you, my friend. It's very good to be here. Uh, we are we are one NBA series away from it being the heart of the offseason. That's so right. Very much looking forward to the NBA Finals starting tonight. Can't wait to to watch that. I've, I've made it I made it no secret here. I do not watch the NBA religiously, but I do really love the finals. I love the atmosphere of uh, of big time playoff basketball. So can't wait to watch that. And uh, Brooks touched on earlier. The Braves got a win over the um, over the who did they play? D-backs. Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. That's what it was. I was I wanted to say the Angels because Arizona, Atlanta, or Angels, not Atlanta. Anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's a West you, team. It's a West team. Uh, but yeah, finally got a got a win there. It looked good doing it too. I mean, Kyle Wright. Uh, is a stud, has turned into a really good pitcher in that Atlanta rotation. So uh, very much looking forward to every time he takes the mound. Uh, and, you know, he's finally getting recognition for it, I think. So uh, been was a good day yesterday, great day today, and uh, can't wait for uh, whatever we get into over the next three hours. We're going to have a lot of fun, that's for sure. We always do. We always do, and we're going to keep the good vibes rolling and moving forward. The vibes are good. Vibes are always good, which is so important. So we're going to have a great show today and really looking forward to talking about several things going on in the wide world of sports. You mentioned the NBA Finals getting set tonight. How about this? Three weeks from today, 
the 2022 NBA Draft will be Thursday, June 23rd. So three weeks from today, we learn what professional teams select Jabari Smith Jr. and Walker Kessler. So we're getting closer to the NBA Draft as well. Not only do we have the baseball regionals taking off and NBA Finals tonight when, you know, we've seen Women's College World Series games yeah, today. Texas, well. a huge win over UCLA, which not many thought would be the case. So uh, they're off and rolling in OKC, and we do have a lot of various sporting events going on right now, Brooks. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun time in sports. It's like this time of year is like the last hoorah before the dead of summer where it's basically just uh, professional baseball for a little bit until you hit uh, hit the stretch of football season starting in August when you get the NFL preseason kicking off. But it's always fun. Like you said, we got, uh, we've had the Women's College World Series on in the office all day. Um, we're getting ready two weeks away from the uh, U.S. Open, uh, on the next major in the golf world uh, coming up. And we there's there's a lot, a lot of different things. The Memorial is this weekend. Another it, It's semi-big tournament. you got some big names playing in it. They teed off today. Um, and so, yeah, we a uh, big surprising win to start the Women's College World Series. Northwestern looking to have another surprising win right now as they're yeah. taking on Oklahoma in Game 2 of the World, Women's College World Series. Four games on tap today. The one... I guess technically three SEC teams were playing today, but t- one current member of the SEC was playing t- is playing today. The Florida Gators will play tonight against the uh, Oregon State Beavers, and that should be a fun game too. All right, here we go. We've got a fun show planned for you, and before we get to our first break in your phone calls, we do this each and every day. Let's celebrate our birthdays. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Yes, indeed. Birthdays in Sports here today on June 2nd, 2022. Abby Wambach turns 42 years old. That's a former USA Soccer player, six-time winner of the U.S. Soccer Athlete of the Year. She was a regular on the women's national team from 2003 until 2015. Currently stands as the highest all-time goal scorer for the national team and is second in international goals for both female and male soccer players with 184 goals. She played college soccer for the Florida Gators and helped the team win its first Division I Women's Soccer Championship in 2001. Abby Wambach turns 42 years old. Phenomenal soccer player. I mean, she was just a thrill to watch on that women's team. And you, you thought that maybe some of the goal scoring would take a step back when she retired, but the women's team just keeps scoring goals at a... At a astronomical clip every time they're on the pitch. And shout out to the men last night beating Morocco 3-0 in their first uh, 2 nut match for the World Cup this fall. Eddie Lacy is the next birthday we'll celebrate today. 32 years old, former NFL running back. He played college football at Alabama eh. where he was a part of three national championship teams from 2009 until 2012. After rushing for over 1,000 yards his junior season, Lacy left Alabama and was taken 61st overall in the 2013 NFL Draft by the Packers. He rushed for over 1,000 yards in his first two seasons before injuries and weight issues cut his career short. A one-time Pro Bowler in the 2013 NFL Rookie of the Year, Eddie Lacy turns 32 years old. Really good NFL running back, too. But like we said, like, he couldn't like stay healthy. Yeah, for like two years. I also think he's the only NFL player to ever enter the league as a running back and leave as a tackle. So, <laughs> Happy awesome. birthday, Happy kid. Happy birthday, Eddie Lacy. 32. Uh, Earl Boykins kid, is turning 32. 46. Wow. A former NBA guard, Boykins, despite only standing at five foot five, was an impressive basketball player and earned a scholarship to play at Eastern Michigan. It's For Eagles. three years, Boykins was a top talent at EMU and was a two-time first-team All-Mac, two-time MAC tournament MVP, and a one-time Naismith Trophy Award winner. His number 11 jersey is retired by Eastern Michigan. He wasn't drafted, 
but spent several seasons in the NBA and currently holds the distinction of being the shortest player in NBA history to score 30 points, as well as being the second shortest player ever in the NBA. He is currently an assistant coach with the UTEP Minors. Right. Five foot five, and he scored 30 points in an NBA short game. Short kings only. You like them. You like short I kings, I like Brent. short athletes because they make me feel good about myself. <laughs> 46 years old for I'm an average. I'm of average height, but like all the people I grew up being really close friends with are all like 6'3". Right. So I've always so felt you short. you feel out of the ordinary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sergio Aguero is turning 34 years old, a former Argentinian striker. Aguero joined the Argentina Independent Academy at age 9 and became the youngest player to appear for the club at 15. A few years later, he was bought out by Atletico Madrid and established himself as one of the best players in European soccer. In 2006, talking about Sergio Aguero, he would join Manchester City where he would spend 10 years and become one of the best goal scorers in Premier League history, currently sitting at fourth in career goals in the league with 184. At the national level, he's Argentina's third highest all-time top goal scorer and earned over 100 starts representing the senior team at three World Cups and five Copa Americas, winning the Copa America in 2021. Sergio Aguero turns 34 years old. Great, great player. A couple of soccer birthdays today. Abby Wambach and Sergio Aguero. We've got Eddie Lacy turning 32 and Earl Boykins turns 46 years old. Happy birthday to Earl. those individuals here on June 2nd. If it's your birthday, we would like to wish you a happy birthday as well. Alongside... Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. My name is JJ Jackson. When we come back, James from Montgomery joins the program coming up next right here on Sports Call. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. This is Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson here in the studio with Brooks Childress and our buddy Brant Daughtry as well. Here we go. Let's uh, go ahead and take some phone calls. 887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 to be a part of the program. For the first time this week, we're going to go to our Auburn Bank phone line. And joining us now on the show is... James from Montgomery. My good friend James from Montgomery. James, it's very good to hear from you. We hope that you enjoyed the Memorial Day holiday and uh, glad to have you back on the show. Hello, friend. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle. Well, yes, I did. Actually, I enjoyed the Memorial Day weekend. On uh, Saturday, I was in Montgomery for the uh, um, for the for the uh, championship for the um, South South Southern Belt Regional Championships in Montgomery at Riverwalk Stadium. So I took in a little a little bit of part of that. So I, uh, Georgia State. And Georgia Southern, excuse me, Georgia Southern and Troy actually played the first set, and the second set was with Texas Southern and Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, the Sun Belt Championships. Yeah, so um, the first set was pretty good, and um, they're actually thinking about actually coming back uh, next year in in 2023. 
and actually playing again in um, Riverwalk Stadium uh, next year. How would you feel about the Sun Belt Tournament coming back to Riverwalk? Um, well, it would be a really good thing for for us to actually host the uh, Sun Belt Regional Tournament, and um, you know, it would be a really good uh, it would be a good um, a good direction for the city of Montgomery to actually host something like that as well. And um, it, I mean, people um, you know from both teams, both fan bases were very nice and very respectful. And, you know, they just had a really good time in Montgomery. What else is on your mind, James? Well, uh, yesterday I actually watched a little bit of um, football action on the golf course uh, yesterday. I was watching uh, the match. I was too. Yes, between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. They were having wonderful fun had fun i i mean for me as a football fan seeing the uh the former uh you know uh uh tampa bay buccaneer uh player coming back to play for you know a second or third time i don't know how many times he's going to play but i'll probably see him in his near future if he wins one more super bowl they can give him the green jack uh give him the gold jacket and actually putting him up there with some of the great uh tampa bay buccaneers uh legends of the past no kidding uh tom brady of course trying to win his eighth super bowl coming out of retirement and four quarterbacks participated in the match yesterday we were trying to figure out who would win would it be Rodgers and Brady or Mahomes and Josh Allen win and at the very end of the match who was it that hit the game-winning putt James it was Tom Brady that hit the game-winning putt uh the game-winning uh hole-in-one and I actually was so happy that I actually picked Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and that was a really good uh, thing that they did in Las Vegas, Nevada. I wish I was there in person to actually see that, but you know, it's it's so much to see a great a great quarterback in Tom Brady as well. Yeah, so I'll uh, probably. Hmm? I said I'll I'll give you one quick correction here. It was Aaron Rodgers who was Tom Brady's teammate, but Rodgers actually had the game-winning putt. So he had a really good putt, knocked it into the cup, and uh, Rodgers and Brady won. So Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers got the victory. Yes, because I did actually have them favorite to win, and I am very happy that I won that uh, that early uh, poll that they did uh, on on uh, YouTube Sports that they that the Yahoo Sports. Uh, book they actually did and I actually picked them to actually win it and I won that bet as well it was like a 54 percent uh, favor of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers to win that uh, that tournament as well we saw Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and then Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes participating in Capital One's the match and the commentators were Charles Barkley and J.J. Watt. How much fun was it to listen to those guys? Yeah, it was very fun. They were very funny uh, guys. Charles Barkley, he's one of the greatest uh, Auburn basketball players of all time. He's very funny. He has a funny moment uh, when he wants to be. But I think uh, Charles Barkley, he's a a little serious when it comes to uh, the basketball side, more of like the golf side as well. 
And J.J. Watt was a commentator, and I thought it was funny because they were talking about how as a defensive lineman, James, he's been in position to sack all four of those quarterbacks. Yes, as well. I did hear that, and that is really funny to hear uh, J.J. Watt's um, commentary on the golf side of things, and I hope uh, in near future, I hope that J.J. Watt gets to be in the Hall of Fame someday as well. So Charles Barkley representing Auburn, and do you remember what college J.J. Watt was representing yesterday? Um, I think he did say the college that he was representing. I think it was a college out of Houston, Texas, I think. Uh, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Badgers. Okay, okay, okay. The Wisconsin Badgers. I, I forgot that. Probably yeah. flipped my mind as well. <laughs> and then on Sunday, I was watching the big race on Memorial Day weekend from Charlotte, North Carolina. And that was a really, really fun race for me to actually see that unfold on um, on national TV for the first time in over, what, 10, 20, I think I should say 20 years since they've done that as well. It's on national TV every year, James. But, uh, yeah, it was the Coca-Cola 600, and it went five and a half hours. It was the longest race all time. Yes, as well. And I had I had a little bit of uh, tears, you know, for for the Charlotte uh, Coca-Cola 600 because it is it's always one of my favorite favorite um, favorite things to always watch when they always do it every year. And after that race was over, I did I watched the Indianapolis 500 from Indianapolis Motor Speedway as well, and that well, was a really good that was a really good thing for me to actually watch that race yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, talking about that Coca-Cola 600, could you imagine being in a race car for five and a half hours? Like I think they get bored after a while. Five and a half <laughs> oh, yeah. hours, a long time. Yes, it, it it is a long time as well. If I was a race car driver, I'll have to have like my my earphones in and probably listening to some music while I'm driving, you know, just to stay focused. What music would you be listening to in that setting? Um, I'll probably be listening to like um like Alice Cooper or um, you know, like heavy metal type uh, music as well. Alice Cooper? Yes. Yes. Yes, I yeah, so he's uh, he's he's uh, a really good person. He's a really good artist I like to listen to from time to time as well. And I'm actually um looking at the Dallas Cowboys roster and seeing how we're going to do this this coming up season. So I'm pretty sure that we're we might make it to the Super Bowl this year as well. Oh, you feel pretty good about that. Yeah, we 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 as uh, as Texas fans, uh, as Cowboys fans, we are very, um, you know, we're very proud to see uh, Dallas to actually go to the Super Bowl as well. And with a lot of um, news I heard uh, earlier today about one of my great um, friends that used to play for my Dallas Cowboys, Marion Barber the third has passed away at the age of eighty of as thirty eight years old and if he was still around he'll been thirty nine this coming up Friday. 
Yeah, you're right. Gone too soon, that's for sure. Marion Barber the third was an excellent running back for the Dallas Cowboys, and he will yeah. greatly be missed passing away at the age of 38. What about the Cowboy news that we saw uh, regarding the broadcast booths for next season, James? We're going to see Troy Aikman. He's going to be on Monday Night Football. That's a former <laughs> Cowboy quarterback, and now he's in the Monday Night Football broadcast booth. Yes, as well. I am actually excited to see uh, Troy Aikman actually being in the broadcast booth on Monday. I think ESPN might pick up that game as well, and I'm going to be watching that one as well and seeing who we're going to be playing uh, next season in 2023. So I'm I'm going to be uh, very happy to see that as well. You're counting down the days until football season, huh? I am, I am, I am counting the days down to the college football season and to the pro football season as well. And I'm counting the days down to the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's going to be a really, really good uh, game that's going to be on the NFL Network. So I'm going to be watching that one as well. And for a lot of Madden players out there that love to play uh, Madden football, they already actually added a new copy to the Madden franchise series, Madden 23. And on the cover, for the first time ever, they're actually going to have John Madden on the front of the cover. Yeah, he, he used to be on the cover of some of the original ones. So the first time in the 21st century, I believe, uh, we'll be able to see Madden grace the cover of the video game, which is really exciting, and people will be able to play out the NFL season. And we know that week one, James, once again, it's like deja vu. Last year, the very first game of the season, you played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this year, the very first game of the season on September 11th, 2022, we'll see Buccaneers versus Cowboys. Yeah, so that will be a very, very good thing as well. That's on September the 11th, and I think they're going to be doing uh, something on that particular day because that um, that month on September the 11th, I know it's 2022, but I can actually – um, go back into my memory on September the 11th of 2010. Um, it was it was it was so real to to actually see what actually happened in New York as well because you know at, for me as an American, my heart do go out to the to the um, men and women and the military and the. Um, first responders that were in New York on that day to, you know, to actually witness and and just, you know, seeing so many, so many lives being taken way too soon in American history as well. That's right, James. It's uh, the 9-11 Memorial. It was actually 2001, buddy. So uh, this upcoming oh, fall, we'll celebrate the 21st year of that, but nearly 3,000 people lost their lives on those attacks 21 years ago so uh but we will have a football game that day should be a really exciting matchup between the cowboys and buccaneers give us some final thoughts james well with the nba finals tonight i got the boston celtics winning against the golden state warriors one twelve to one uh i think it's like 112 to uh to like 48 
I'm not quite sure, but I think the Boston Celtics would run away with game one. So I think the Boston Celtics would win game one tonight. Oh, no, that's a wide margin. That'd be the largest margin of victory in NBA Finals history. You do realize Steph Curry has won three championships before. Yes, he actually did win three championships, and they were just saying earlier on first take that if Steph Curry wins his fourth NBA Finals championship ring, he would actually be one of the best NBA players in NBA history to actually win. And uh, on, I think they're playing in Golden State, so if Correct. they win, it's going to be a hard. It's going to be a hard toss up between. Uh, Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. So uh, I think the Boston Celtics would take game one as well. You got it 112 to 40, right? Yes. And then for after that game is over, I'm watching the National Hockey League playoff, and I have the Tampa Bay Lightning winning uh, today. No, they play tomorrow. Correct. Sorry, they play Friday. They play Friday, so I have them winning Friday's game. And then Thursday's game, I have... Um, the I think it's the uh, New York Rangers playing against the uh, the I don't know who the Rangers are playing. The Rangers are playing the Lightning, and we're gonna have the Edmonton Oilers play the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Yeah, so I have the Colorado Avalanche winning tonight's game, and then tomorrow on Friday I have the Tampa Bay Lightning winning, and then I have in Major League Baseball I have the Atlanta Braves beating the Rockies, and then I have my Texas Rangers uh, winning again. You got a lot of predictions there. All right, that's awesome, buddy. Well, uh, let's see how game one of the finals goes tonight. We'll see if Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson show up or if Jason Tatum and the boys absolutely go to town on Golden State. Give us a phone call tomorrow, okay? All right, sounds good, and I'll probably get some NBA Finals trivia. We can do that tomorrow, okay? All right, sounds good, and War Eagle. War Eagle, our buddy James from Montgomery joining us there on the program. Let's take our next commercial break here on the show. On the other side of this break, we're going to catch up with retired War Dam Steve. That conversation is next right here on Sports Call. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Keep the show moving along. J.J. Jackson with Brooks Childress and Brand Daughtry on this Thursday. Game one of the NBA Finals tonight between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Warriors, the home team. They're the favorites in Las Vegas against a young Boston team who uh, goes to their 22nd NBA Finals. Fun series ahead in the National Basketball Association. Good call from James from Montgomery a moment ago. Always enjoy Catching up with him. It's been a few days 
since James had called into the program. We've got Auburn baseball tomorrow and NCAA regional action. They will take on Southeastern Louisiana at 6. We've got a show on the air for you all the way up to first pitch. So make sure you're listening to us again tomorrow right here on Tiger 95.9 FM. Let's go back to the phone lines. Joining us now on the show, Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve now joins us here on the program. Hi, Steve. The uh, three amigos, I'll say Mr. J.J. Jackson, Mr. Brooke Childers, and Mr. Brent Daughtry. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, let's get to it. All right, you know, since uh, many of you guys and listeners there consider uh, golf to be a sport, uh, let's consider a, another category I think is, is probably didn't just on equal level as being a sport. The National Spelling Bee Finals are on tonight on ESPN. I did not realize that. I and mean, we've done the sports call Spelling Bee before. We weren't prepared for that I, today. I still harbor very, very strong emotions about that. Okay. Well, your strong emotions uh, can be uh, viewed tonight. There will be 14 finalists, and it will be on, I think, at 7 o'clock uh, Central Time. All right. So there you go. I think that's really a real sport. Uh, but for those who like golf, there's so much of that. All right, guys, I know you like stuff uh, that happened uh, sports-wise in history. So today is a rather, uh, I think, uh, an important event that occurred. In 1935, on this date, George Herman Ruth retired from baseball. Babe Ruth. That is a significant right. date. Wow. Yes. Uh, and there's one particular uh, I guess statistical category that I suspect will never ever be broken. Do you know what that category would be? What's that? His slugging percentage, which is astoundingly 690. That is insane. Yeah. That's a really good slugging percentage. You think anybody even come close? That's a great question. Especially, you know, you, you got all the defensive shifts now and everything. That's it, it keeps getting harder and harder to get hits, and so. It's going to be it, – it, it's a very impressive slugging percentage to get to for career-wise. And speaking of career, he also, you know, was a pitcher. Yeah, kind of like a modern – or a uh, Shohei Otani's doing now where he's hitting at a pretty good clip and then also is a pretty good pitcher. So there you go for that one. All right, moving on, guys. Uh, this, <laughs> uh, to me, is almost laughable and at times almost really uh, kind of uh, disappointing, to say the least. A quote for you. Okay. From the SEC, from the SEC uh, spring meetings, I guess. The quote is, it's over with. I just made comments, and we're moving on to the next thing. You know who said it, right? Was that Nick Saban? No, no, no. You're, going, you're, you're warm, though. That was Jimbo Fisher. Okay. He didn't uh, want to talk about it at all. I know we played Saban comments a little bit earlier in the week on the show, but that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then he went on to say, we had a great relationship. Wow, we had a lot of success. Did well. There wasn't many issues at all. I mean, somebody somehow um, has got to call him out. In fact, he was called out. This comes from the USA Today uh, reporter. Okay. And, uh, in fact, they did uh, follow up, thankfully. When asked directly, it says Wednesday whether he had evidence to support uh, an implication of wrongdoing by Coach Saban. Fisher did what? He demurred. Big word, yeah. Uh, I looked up that big definition of that word, and it means to be reluctant. Okay. So, you know. Not surprised uh, at you, all to see him reluctant when you're making claims like that. Yeah, we're making claims like that. You know, they said, what he said, um, you know what he said, right? That uh, 
he apparently uh, he said that you know uh, that he was looked at as a narcissist. In fact, I have a quote here: "Go dig into how good, you know, how God did His deal. You may find out about a guy a lot of things you don't want to know. Go dig into his past, really." But he refused. He demurred. And then the other side of the coin is none other than Coach Nick Saban, who went on to say that, in quotes, I didn't really say that anybody did anything wrong. Are you serious? But no one dared contest that comment uh, at the SEC uh, meetings. Why do you think that is, guys? That's a good question. I mean, obviously, the, the reporters are in there in the room, and, and Coach Saban is uh, very animated, went off, and, and, you know, we talked a lot about what he had said, his remarks uh, in, in terms of accusations that were out there. And so the idea that you didn't see reporters kind of jump back, um, I, I think they just wanted to honestly move on, possibly, from the conversation. I, I, that could be one possible. I think that's not the very most plausible explanation, though, J.J., with all due respect. I I suspect that a real, you know, uh, I guess, you know, sports journalist would have said, hold on, coach, those who have courage, because you know you don't want to challenge the narcissist called Nick Saban, according to Fisher, right? Right. But why not say, hold on, coach, um, you did, in fact, not only allege, but you accused that what? Coach uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, bought the team, and then you went on to say that Mr. Primetime at Jackson State bought actually paid a million dollars for the number one recruit in the nation at that time. What do you think, guys, explains the reluctance for broadcast, or especially in this state, in Alabama, to uh, confront what I call outright lying uh, by Coach Say when he does these things? Honestly, I can't speak for the reporters that were in the room, Steve, so I'm not sure uh, how to properly answer that question. They don't have to be in the room, J.J. I'm talking about the Birmingham newspapers, the Montgomery Advertiser, Mobile. None of these columnists have the courage, it seems like, to take on uh, Coach Saban when he says outright falsehoods. Yeah, I mean, he's the best in the sport for a reason. What he says carries a lot of weight and power, and uh, he's gotten to that point for a reason as well. And so I think oftentimes it's a little bit more tricky to uh, kind of push him push buttons so, there so there's no truth to power then when it comes to sports journalists in, in the state of alabama then yeah what else you got for us steve well that's a sad okay because he needs to be taken made made accountable i don't care how many games and championships he's won okay moving on guys uh i see that on uh auburn 247 sports we have a new columnist yes reporter christian, christian clemente. clemente yes coming over yes. from rivals well, not only that, but he was also on the staff for the Auburn Plainsman. That's right. And I was wondering, guys, did he ever do any internship with you guys? He did not. No, he uh, he was more on the writing side of things, and so uh, you know we're we're more of the the podcasting and the radio world, uh, and and so Clemente got his his uh, opportunities there with rivals, starting out as an intern and then and working really well and doing the work at the Plainsman. So we'll have right. to get him on the show sometime. Right, please do so because he's also a graduate of Auburn. Uh, I'd like to right. have you guys, uh, you know, get him on there. And I understand from reading again on Two Four Seven Sports that the starting pitchers for Friday's game will be Mr. Bright, 
And for Saturday's be there's going to be Gonzalez. Is that is that's that correct? correct? That's what we're seeing. Auburn made the decision to go with Trace Bright on Friday, and I think uh, after the multiple conversations that we've had here on the show throughout the week, I think that was kind of the direction we were leaning in as to what we would like to see. And so Butch Thompson's following through with that plan. Have you seen anything or confirmed anything for us about what the lineup's going to be like? Because everybody's wondering, well, who's going to go before? You know, Mr. DeShera. Right, in the lineup, yeah. No, we won't know any of that until tomorrow, actually, of uh, day of the game. So uh, we'll see how they line it up. Who would you put? I think Brooks Brooks Carlson has done really well around uh, Sonny DeShera there in the middle of the lineup. So I've been impressed with what he's been able to do. And I know they like the power uh, that you could place Bobby Pierce. So uh, if you could have some variety of Pierce, Carlson, and and DeShera sort of together there in the heart of your order, uh, I think I tend to like that for Auburn. uh, With Brody Moore on the back end, six or seven spot in the lineup for the Tigers. And, of course, Blake Rambush at the top. I think that's what I would like to see. Okay. All right. Well, let's hope that works out. Yeah. Speaking of these games, guys, I did a little tally, you know, Mr. Numbers guy. Yes, sir. Because I'm really kind of, you know, put off uh, by ESPN doing this. Of course, I know what they're trying to do. Uh, but what I did is I did a tally of how many games are being broadcast on regular ESPN channels for the NCAA uh, you know, baseball tournament uh-huh. uh, championship and how many games are being put on you-know-where Streaming Plus. Yeah. Yeah, we just got paid for it. And I came up with 22 of the games are going to be broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. Only 10 on regular ESPN channels. Uh, is that a shocker to you? I think it's obviously we're talking about all the various things going on in sports. I think it's great that there is some opportunity to watch it. While, yes, it is a little frustrating that ESPN Plus is behind a paywall. I mean, you've got to keep in mind that, as we said, right now, we have the Women's College World Series going on, which is taking a lot of airtime, a lot of games that are in Oklahoma City. ESPN holds the rights to the NBA Finals that are taking place right now. ESPN also has playoff hockey that they're very much involved in as we get closer to the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, they've got a lot of broadcast uh, responsibilities there themselves, and so it's kind of a little bit more difficult to get some of those baseball games because it is just regional play. It's not Supers or the College World Series. Once we get to that portion of the calendar, you will see way more of those games on TV. But when you think about the number of different um, broadcasts that they have to have uh, uh, or in, and just other sporting events taking place right now this time of year, I think it's easier to understand why it might be more difficult to get those regional games on TV. Okay, so even like number one seeds, whether they're Auburn or anybody else, they're on ESPN Plus as well, even those number one seeded teams. Okay, so uh, I hope you're not being an apologist uh, for ESPN. <laughs> All right, and good good news for basketball team-wise. Mr. Cardwell and Mr. Flanagan are returning. They're back, coming back for another year with the Tigers. Did you have any doubts that that would not happen? Zero doubts. Zero doubts. Zero. Okay. All right, I'm glad to, to hear that. And then finally tonight, guys, uh, if you haven't gotten this link, well, I'm sure you guys have, the Auburn Ambush is going to be live online with the link. I got it on my email. You guys are aware of that, right? Yeah, they're doing the, uh, they've gone around the state, gone around the region here in the south with their uh, live stops. I know they were in Mobile uh, a couple weeks ago, and now they're doing their, um, their virtual one where a lot more people across the country can get involved in it where you're not necessarily in those regions where they show up. Right. Now, will this be interactive or will we just be just uh, listening? 
I'm sure there's going to be some sort of interactive feature to it because if the, you're there in person, there's yeah. an interactive portion to it. Don't so yeah, they'll do it. The, I know that. I'm saying if they're doing it in person to have the interactive portion of the program there, then they're going to do the same thing for online as well. Okay, well, I hope so. I want to hear, like, some of the other, you know, people online, what kind of questions they may be asking. Because I think this is a great opportunity, you know. No doubt. Because I really do, I really do miss the live opportunity call-in shows that they used to do, you know, with Tiger, uh, Tiger Talk. That's right. Uh, so, with that said, guys, uh, finally, to let you know, I did go with my daughter yesterday to see Top Gun Mavericks. Yes, I, I think and right now our, our tally is, is just Austin Scott of the Sports Call crew that has seen Top Gun so far. So uh, we all have plans to get over there at some point, but tell us about it, Steve. Okay, but please, please, do not wait. And I'm talking to everybody who's listening in as well, or to the podcast. Do not wait to see this on a TV screen, live streaming. or It is. It will not do justice to the special effects. This is a, I'd say, a 10-plus. Wow. <laughs> Wow, and you see a lot of movies, Steve, so that speaks volumes. Well, I don't see a lot, but I mean, I see a good number. And, you know, just those special effects, how they did this is just uh, remarkable. I mean, you feel like you are in the cockpit with uh, Tom Cruise and the rest of the pilots. You know, some of them actually went through the real uh, actual uh, exercises yeah. that they had to, uh, to to experience real G forces, and for the first movie to have come out in 1986, and now fast forward all the way to 2022. I mean, it's been a long time in the making to get a sequel like this. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'll be around for the next 40 years if it takes that long for <laughs> more sequels. On uh, evil Tom Cruise, you'll be turning 60. That's right. All right, so that's that's it, guys. If you want to see one heck of a, and I sometimes I fall asleep in movies, not in this one. We'll be sure to check it out, that's you for sure. Will not, yeah, you will not fall asleep. So that's what I got, guys. Hey, thank you very much for, again, your time uh, that I probably uh, have abuse uh, quite often. My time is way up. So until next time, guys, have a safe afternoon and War Eagle. War Eagle, indeed. That's our buddy, retired War DM Steve, joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. Good call from him as we get near the end of hour number one here on Sports Call. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to speak for you. You guys are planning and do want to see Top Gun, correct? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I've yeah. got preliminary plans. Okay. And I do agree with him in a way. I think that the. I mean, there is no way possible to duplicate the theater setting without actually being in a theater. You, you know? know. You know. You can get as big of a TV as you can only fit as big of a TV in your house as possible. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You know, it's kind of interesting. You mentioned special effects. To my understanding, there were no special effects in that movie. They all. Uh, all of the scenes with the fighter jets and the the guys in the cockpits and stuff like that were maybe not Tom Cruise actually flying a plane, but the, right. all the shots of the planes. The planes were actually flying, and they, they used camera shots and stuff like that, but no no digitized airplanes or anything. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be an amazing experience, that's for sure. All right, good phone calls this hour from Steve and James. We've got Brian Matthews of AuburnSports.com set to join us at 4.30 and more. Stick right here on Tiger 95.9 FM. Again, alongside Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry, my name is JJ Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. 
You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. I'm J.J. Jackson. I've got Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry with me on the program today. If you want to be a part of the show, you can give us a call and join the program. All of our Sports Call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Give us a call to join the show at 334 337- 887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn Bank is our proud sponsor of the Sports Call phone line. Brian Matthews will join our program at 4.30. He writes for AuburnSports.com. He has been a very frequent guest of our show over the years, and I cannot wait to catch up with him to talk about the Auburn baseball team getting ready to go to an NCAA regional at home in Plainsman Park for the first time since 2010, and uh, we'll discuss some other things going on. So, uh, Auburn conversation coming up in just a little bit. Also, uh, make sure you check out Braves Baseball, of course, on our sister station, AM 1230 WAUD. Always love the opportunity to catch up with our buddy Kevin McAlpin of the Braves Radio Network. The Braves had the chance to win yesterday. They defeated the Diamondbacks by a score of 6-0, their third shutout victory of the year. And as we've discussed, this Braves team has yet to win three games in a row, but they've also yet to lose three games in a row. And that streak continues, guys, as Atlanta now starts a series against the Colorado Rockies. Absolutely. You know, it, it feels kind of weird how inconsistent this team can be. Yesterday they looked like a ga- they looked like world beaters, you know, gangbusters, whatever phrase you want to use. Uh, we heard it with the Atlanta Braves morning update. There was a, an inning or two in there uh, where they just got guys on at one after the other, and then you know, like like Kevin McAlpin said, uh, it was just a, an Austin Riley bomb to kind of break that thing open. So. Uh, and a really good game. And Kyle Wright, I mean, six innings, zero runs, couple of hits, a lot of walks. You'd love that walk number to go down, but they ended up not hurting him. He pitched really well uh, when he was under pressure, even if he did create that pressure himself. But, you know, it's it's weird how inconsistent the bats are. It's weird how much the team is striking out. But when they put everything together, you go, oh, yeah, this looks like the team that won a World Series last year. It's it's just confusing um, because you see, like yesterday, and they mentioned it on the uh, TV broadcast yesterday, that yesterday you can see, and there's there's been several games this year, that you can see what the potential is for this Braves team, and that if they play that con- like that consistently, you they can be in a much better position. Um, 
it's just it you you've got to get that consistent play as you were saying Brant and it's just I don't know what what it's going to take to get that consistent play uh but they need they you know they're what three games under 500 right now uh at 24 and 27 10 and a half games back the Mets the Mets I mean you, the Mets are running away with the division and if the Braves need if the Braves want to put together a uh a run, another run at a division crown here. You can't let the Mets get too far away from you. Um, the last time, that, or the only time they've played the Mets this year was back at the beginning of May, and they split that series two games apiece. You've still got big series coming up uh, with those the same New York Mets. Uh, I'm trying to see. They don't play them in June, uh, but you hit them back in July, and then that starts a big run where you're playing them several different times in the next or the few weeks there. But it's just you, you've got to have more consistent play. You've got to be able to put things together. You, I know it's been a rough rough patch. You've had guys in and out of the lineup, i.e. Ronald Acuna Jr. has been in and out of the lineup, but he's, he's one player. He's a really good player, but you've got to be able to pick up the slack there, and I think that's what the Braves are trying to do with uh, bringing up Michael Harris here, uh, trying to get more depth in that outfield, trying to get a little bit more, uh, more guys that can get out there and produce on a daily basis. But when you look at these Braves – it's just you've got to win consistently. I mean, we thought a couple of weeks ago when they uh, – or well, really at the, the beginning of the month of uh, of May when they had that stretch of they beat – they won the series over the uh, the Brewers and then they uh, they took two out of three – or two out of four from the Mets team. We thought, okay, this is this is where the this tables are starting to turn. And then you hit that Red Sox series. You had to split with the Red Sox. And you lost the series to the Padres, lost the series to the Brewers. And then you hit that stretch of division games uh, just before this Diamondbacks series where you took two out of three from the from the Marlins in the first slate. You took two of four from the Phillies. And then you took two out of three from the Marlins again where you thought, okay, now they're not starting to get things back working together. Now this is a very much improved D-backs team uh, from last year. Uh, this is not this D-back team is probably not going to lose over 100 games this year like they did last year. But you still you go down there they're about the same you know record level as you. Uh, they are what are they 25 and 27 so they're one game better in the win column than, than the Braves are. And you lost two out of three to them. And now you go into a series this weekend when you've got the Rockies for four, which you should you know the Rockies are a team that they've played fairly well this year, but they're still 23 and 27, so they're a game behind you on the win column. So you should go in there, and you should be competitive with the Rockies over the weekend. But then, And then you hit a stretch where you got the Athletics and the Pirates coming up where you've got to – and then the Nationals. You've got a chance, and, well you, – You've got to come away with it. And then the Cubs. You've got to hopefully win all of those series. Yeah. You don't have to, but you, you can't – you can't lose any more than two you, in those three-game sets, and you want to take all of them. Like I said, you've got the Rockies, the Athletics, the Pirates, the Cubs, or the Nationals, then the Cubs before you hit uh, a, a decent team in the Giants, who's 27 and 22. You've got to put together. You've got to, like you were saying, they need to be more consistent, and this is where that consistency yeah. needs to really turn take a turn here. I know we've been talking about it all year, where they need to take a turn somewhere. But this is, this is a stretch of very, very winnable series for the Braves that they've got to turn something on here and find some more consistency in that lineup and get these wins. And then the conversation for the Atlanta Braves, like you're saying, Brooks, you look at the upcoming schedule. Going into it a few series back, it was 29 consecutive games for the Braves against teams sub-500. 29 straight games. You need to take care of that opportunity to pick up some wins, try your absolute best to catch up to the red-hot New York Mets 
in that division. The Braves won 14 consecutive NL East titles from 1991 until 2005. Currently, they have won four straight National League Eastern Division titles. And if they want to make it five in a row, they've got some work to do here as we're on June 2nd of 2022. They absolutely do. And we've been touching it on. Consistency is key. You've got to come in and play at a high level every single day. You can't have these days where you're off, you're off, you're off, and then you just explode for a big win. And that not a big win, but you you come in, you put some offense together, you have some you have good performances from your pitchers. You have to start doing that more consistently. And not not scoring seven or eight runs but scoring four or five your pitcher doesn't blank the other team but they hold him to two or three you know you've got to be able to do that and then Kenley Jansen has to come in and close and it, Kenley Jansen started hot as a fire hot as fire and then uh it just it has kind of fallen apart in his last couple of, or he's blown like what four of his last seven something something weird like that he's right. he's cooled off significantly I will say yes the Mets are 10 and a half games ahead right now but this is the New York Mets that we're talking about. Do not put it past them to absolutely collapse during the last month and a half of the season. You're right. You're right. It's just not the best mindset to have to try and no, pick on you, that. No, you don't want that. You don't want to have to rely on that for sure. And and you know I pointed out their the Braves' upcoming schedule till June 19th. That was their schedule till June 19th. The Mets. This is and this goes back to this is a great opportunity to gain some ground because the Braves are playing teams that they should win every single series of that if they play the play to their potential. The Mets, on the other hand. Till June 19th, they've got four at the Dodgers, three at the Padres, three at the Angels, three at home against the Brewers, and then you get the Marlins at the very end of that. That's a tough, tough stretch. All the three of those four opponents there are, or three of those five opponent, four of those five opponents are above 500. A couple of them are leading division or within very close of leading their divisions. No doubt. And so, if you are the Braves, you've got to take care of business. You've got to win series in these upcoming series over the next couple weeks, and then you've got to root for some of these teams. You've got to root for the Mets to lose a couple of these series, especially you've got three West Coast games. Uh, West Coast Series back to back to back, where that kind of messes with the body clock a little bit with your the Mets, and it, it's just you've got to be able to you you need the Mets to drop a few of these games here. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine Tiger nine if you would like to be on our show. Let's take our first commercial break here of hour number two today. On the other side of this break. We'll let take some of your phone calls and talk about some of the other big storylines right now in the world of sports. This is Sports Call. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call Podcast. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. 
Welcome back in. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. We hope that you're doing well. We want to take your phone calls. 334-887-3401. As we go to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time in hour number two of the show today. And joining us once again, a new friend of the program. It's Felix from Mobile. Kind enough to join us on the show today. Felix, thanks for calling us again. What's on your mind? Hey, JJ. How y'all doing, guys? Very well. Thank you. Good, good. Hey, listen, I understand that we have five recruits hitting this weekend. Busy weekend, busy time for recruiting. Of course, we've got uh, the month of June here, and I know they're setting up for Big Cat Weekend coming up in, in just a little bit. So uh, I know it's that time of year. I've got, I personally, Felix, I've got to turn my head and, and start to figure out what's going on in the recruiting world as well. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm pumped for it. I mean, I really am. I'm, I'm really am. I, I, I hope uh, we, we at least land at least a few of them. If um, there's the, uh, I believe it's the Holden child. I mean, the, the Auburn kid coming in. Right? Yes, the quarterback Brock Lynn. Yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, right, right. I think uh, I hope uh, I hope he comes and I uh, hope he likes it. I hope he, uh, hope he really. Does. I mean, I think they said that he come a few times. He he's been there a few times already. You know, uh, not official visits, but this will be. A, I think it's his first official visit. I think. Right. Yep. He can't wait for it. That's uh, oh, that's yeah, what they're reporting really. on Auburn Undercover. Now, um, I have I have um, I have a question. Um, like I understand that you know our our offensive line is uh like um kind of kind of shaky as far, as far as our wide receivers go. I, I thought we had a few of them already. That's already in um already at, at the at the school already. Are we not? Um, are we are they not going to be on first string or something like that, or, or are they just like freshmen or something? Well, I, I'll say, and then I'll let Brant speak to this as well because Auburn on their offensive line was able to bring back so many players using their COVID year of eligibility. They've got a really experienced group, but then with that, you don't allow for your younger players to get as much playing experience. And then all of that in mind, this coaching staff is well aware of the fact that you do need to go and try and find some offensive linemen to build for the future. Yeah, like JJ said, you we talked to JG Tate a couple of weeks ago, and he had the great line of, you are simultaneously needing help on the offensive line and full on the offensive line. You've got... I think 15 guys on scholarship there, and you're bringing back four of your five starters from last year. The good news is that I think this offensive line has the ability to get better. Uh, I think Keandre Jones at guard is a guy who has NFL potential. Brandon Council uh, regressed after tearing his ACL two years ago, uh, and I, yeah, I'm really hoping that he can get back to form a transfer from Akron. Uh, I'm big on Austin Troxel. I feel like he's never been truly healthy in four years at Auburn. Uh, he's had knee issues the whole time, and he was healthy last year. He's had a fully healthy offseason. I, I really, really am hoping that he can get back to form. And, and people are talk, people are saying really good things about Killian Zier at uh, at right tackle. So uh, hopeful, or he's playing left. He's playing left tackle, I think, for the most part right now. But uh, yeah, I, I've got faith that this offensive line can be better than it was last year. I, again, I think their pass blocking uh, was significantly better than it has been. Uh, last season now there's still a lot of room for improvement there but run blocking was really where uh where things changed and that's mostly because brian harson's offense was very different in the running game from gus malzahn's uh and they were getting used to this new system and hopefully uh and this is the optimist to me coming out hopefully that a year in this new system uh they've had a full year to adjust to it hopefully next season they will be a lot better at running those schemes 
Yeah, and I, I believe the tight ends have a lot to do with, you know, blocking as well and then, and then jumping out into the flat and, and catching it like a, a good little two-foot or three-foot uh, and into the boundary or out, out to the corner or something. I mean, you know, to the yeah. edge of the – Yeah, um, like Fromm, I think – what is his name, Fromm? I think Tyler. Tyler Fromm. Tyler, Tyler. That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, I, I believe he, he's a real good one last year. I mean, I know he caught a few, few good passes last year, even from uh, Finley, I believe. I'm not sure. But uh, yep. yeah, I, I really, really, and truly, I really like the tight end uh, uh, class. They they they're really they're really in shape, I think. But as far as the the line itself, that's what I was that's what I was really asking about. Um, there, I don't want to. I, I mean, I didn't want to like say anything, you know, rude about them. But I mean, I just wanted them to know that if they're a little better communicating with each other from last year, I, I'm, I'm hoping that they get the get the picture from from what they were doing last year to this year and it rolls over, you know, and, and it, they do a little better this year. For sure. Hold, uh, hold, you know, holding up for the, for, for the quarterback to get at least, you know, a few minutes in there and, and then pass it down the field. Right. Yeah, Nick Brahms is coming back as your starting center, and Nick Brahms is really smart, uh, and he's going to be in charge of communicating everything. I think he's going to do a really good job. And I, I like what you said about the tight ends, too, with the inexperience that Auburn has in that uh, receiver room right now. I think the tight end room is going to be a big deal next year. I think you're going to see a lot of right. – Two tight end sets. I think they're working. Um, who's the kid? He, he wore number forty. He had a big year. Landon King. Landon King. That's Landon what I'm thinking. King, of. That's it. Yeah, that's Landon it. King. They've they uh they're playing him a lot at receiver and tight end. I think you're going to see him and two other tr- true tight ends on the field at the same time a lot and uh, uh to take some pressure off those uh, younger unproven wide receivers. That's great. Well, thank y'all very much for the call, ma'am. I really appreciate it. Thanks yeah, you're one of our favorites these days, Felix. So good to hear from you, buddy. <laughs> We're good. I'm glad to hear it. All right. All right. That's our guy, Felix from Mobile, joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone. That's three times over the past two weeks. I mean, yeah, Felix, look, if I need him Felix to become a regular. regular and that's yep. great. Anytime you get into that mindset, and we need it this time of year. It's difficult Yeah. Um, when uh, it's obviously a football-crazed town. That's why we always talk, uh, and, and you know, online can sort of joke, is Auburn a basketball school or is there still a love for football? And I'll be like, look, not everybody that loves the Auburn Tigers spends as much time online and on social media as we do because our staff is young. All of us outside of uh, our good buddies Tom Peavy and, Tom P- or, and Bill Bailey, we're under 30, right? And so we're very much so immersed in the social media online crowd and chronically that sort of thing. online you could say but looking at the auburn fan base and 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 not to sit here and, and talk about uh, ages of callers or that sort of thing like if it's not football season some people aren't as jazzed about it and that's great because we will talk about football with you this is still I'll very talk much about football so 365 football days a year school. and so if people want to talk auburn football that's exactly what we're going to do and it's somebody from Mobile Brooks that's down in Two, your neck five, of the woods. One. Yeah, spread the love, build the brand. <laughs> I just want to point out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what what I've done, but uh, Felix started calling in shortly after my last trip to the two five one. So I've, I must have spread it. Maybe you need to go back down there more frequently. Yeah, go see maybe. your people again. I'm back home amongst my people now. I need to go back to work at Auburn, and then they'll start calling into the show every yeah. day, Brooks. Yeah, maybe just so, like half a week spend. Because I'll there. say I'll go back home. To, uh, to Asheville from time to time throughout the summer, more frequently in the summer than I do in the, the fall and spring uh, with obvious responsibilities. And I don't have folks calling after I've been there. So I apparently am not doing a good enough job of promoting the show back in my neck of the woods. Yeah, it's interesting. Most of the people I hang out with in Warner Robins 
are not sports people. <laughs> so okay. if I'm just like, hey, listen, listen to this talk show I'm on, like they may listen to 30 minutes or so just and for they me. And get but, bored. Yeah, and they're just like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. This isn't for me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's clear uh, in our conversation there with Felix and, and just talking about the future of the Auburn football team uh, with Will Friend as your offensive line coach. Yeah. Uh, this unit, and, and they need to be productive on the field in 2022, but you've got to have sort of a vision for what oh. that group up front will be over the next three, four years. Absolutely. I feel like that's vision is one of the reasons that we've gotten to this point. We've kind of had to patchwork this offensive line together with a transfer from Akron, a couple of Juco guys in the mix right now. Uh, but I, I, I really do hope, I think, I think this offensive line can get it together. Um, if you go back to last year, you could go back and look at pictures from these guys from three years, from two years ago to last year. Their bodies are totally different. Um, they put on a lot more weight because they went from a zone blocking spread offense scheme where you can get a stalemate with a defensive lineman, turn your butt to the hole, and have a successful play to a man blocking scheme, which is a lot more focused on you have to win. You have to win that matchup. You have to push that guy backwards. Uh, and so, but it doesn't take as much finesse, which is why the guys are getting heavier. They're putting on a lot more muscle. Um, and, and you to go from that style of offense to this style of offense, it's such a leap that I am really thinking. I and again, I said this to Felix, and I'll keep saying this. The optimist in me goes, "You have a year in an entirely new offense now." The team is going to get better in it as a whole. Hopefully the offensive line can make that big a jump. Yeah, I mean, and on the recruiting side of things for the Auburn football team, it, it feels like they've got their kind of their act together a little bit. It, it feels like after oh, for last sure. year, you had you had last year, you uh, the difference that you can see in, in some of the names and some of the levels of recruits that, uh, that are Auburn is in the mix for is, is, the, is the biggest thing here is that it feels like Auburn – it, Auburn and this Brian Harson coaching staff. It feels like Harson has the guys now that he wants in those positions. I feel like his first year last year, he went in and he got some guys that had SEC experience, and it you know it, it didn't really gel with what he'd done. He'd worked with some of them before. He'd worked around some of them before, but it didn't really gel with what he wanted to do. And now he's got guys in there that knows where what the vision's going to be for this Auburn football team. The next part is you've got to win on the football field because there's still a lot of big recruits out there that are like, hey, yeah, Auburn's great, but like, can I win here? And that's the big question is can if Auburn comes out and wins a few games to start the year and puts in the mind of some of these bigger-time recruits that are waiting in their decision closer to that first signing day to make a, make a call, if Auburn can come out with a strong start, that can kind of sway them to start coming to Auburn a little bit. And winning solves a lot of things. It does indeed. Winning solves a ton. All right, we've got a commercial break right here. And on the other side of this break, our good friend Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com will be a part of the show. We're back in just a moment here on Tiger 95.9 FM and the Tiger Communications app. Follow us on tweeters. Follow our sports call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU.
Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. Our show can be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap skills and games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, tap enable to use. You're done. All you have to do now is say, hey Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn and you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. All right. As we take this opportunity now to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on a good buddy, it's Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com at BMATAU on Twitter is where you could follow his work. Brian, the time is always greatly appreciated. How's this Thursday going for you? Not too bad. Been busy, of course. Got out there and talked to Butch Thompson and Trace Bright and got to see uh, Auburn and, and got to see some UCLA have batting practice and get out there playing some part, getting ready for the big regional starting tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, look, we've got a regional at home, first time since 2010. People try to go back and, and remember uh, what Auburn was able to do in that series. If people want to go to Creed Simpson's home run, a big one, uh, to force that extra game nearly 12 years ago. Uh, what all? What else do you remember from uh, that, that regional for Auburn back in 2010, Brian? Because it's been a little bit since they've been yeah, in this spot. That, that was another one where Auburn got you know behind early as far as uh, got a loser's bracket and had to beat Clemson on that day to force the final game and they did that of course unfortunately they came up short uh you know in, in the rematch and, and clemson was able to win that regional um and, and then you can go back to 1999 which is um the first time auburn got to host a regional at Plainsland park and they won that one and that's actually the last time that auburn has had a dog pile on the mound at Plainsland park so it's been you know 23 years uh since they've been able to win some sort of championship there on the field so um uh, I think this is big for that. You know, uh, they have a chance to, uh, you know, recreate that moment uh, 22 years later. And uh, you know, um, current hitting coach Gabe Gross is a member of that team, and I spoke to him a little bit about that today. And I'll have that story tomorrow. But um, you know, I think there's a lot of history in, in this uh, upcoming series. And of course, Florida State uh, coming to Auburn after Auburn's gone there so many times in a regional or super regional, and you know, unfortunately, had their season end uh, down there uh, so many times too. So. Um, I think it's going to be a fun competitive regional, maybe the most competitive regional out there. Um, you know, with the with four teams, really three three really good, solid baseball programs, and then Southeast Louisiana's coming in. You know, as an underdog, but a team that's playing really good baseball right now. It's awesome to to read your work all year long, Brian, and you do such a good job of of making sure baseball gets the coverage that it deserves. And Butch Thompson makes it easy, being somebody that's so easy to talk to and and, and a great guy to to kind of root for and get behind. Talking atmosphere, though, I mean, what are we expecting? What do you think, Plainsman Park, it's a ballpark that you've seen many of baseball games in over the years. What are you expecting it to be like on uh, tomorrow night? Well, I think the atmosphere at Plainsman Park has gotten better this season. And I think that goes back to Butch Thompson and, uh, you know, his players and coaches sort of setting it uh, early in the season, uh, you know, trying to encourage the, the students to get more into it and uh, the crowd to be a little bit more into it. And But I also think that when you compare it to other places I've been, you know, and other regionals, that Auburn still needs to step it up for this. They really need to be more engaged, um, make it a tougher place for opponents. So. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them respond. I think Auburn um, folks are excited about this regional and, and want to see Auburn uh, play well and advance and you know hopefully go to uh, you know a super regional, whether that's at Oregon State or you know if they win and Oregon State loses, it'd be right here back at Auburn. 
Brian, let's get into some of the nitty-gritty of this this regional, especially for the Auburn Tigers. It was announced that it's going to be Trace Bright on the mound tomorrow night for the Tigers to start things off. Probably Joseph Gonzalez on whatever the Saturday game is, whether Auburn wins tomorrow night or loses tomorrow night. He's probably going to go on Saturday. What are your thoughts on the pitching on the starting pitching situation in general for the Tigers going in through this regional? Well, this is exactly how I do it. First of all, I think Trace Bright has gotten better as the season's gone on. You know, he's had that problem of getting out of the fourth or the fifth inning, you know, the, the third time through the order or whatever it is. Uh, but he's improved in that area. He's also, when he's out there really dealing early, uh, he, he's got just got that mentality where he gets after it. So I think that's a great guy to come out there on Friday night and sort of set the tone for the entire regional for Auburn. Um, and then you want Joseph Gonzalez, who has been your best, most consistent starting pitcher all season, you want him to be in that decisive game, too, because that's what it is. You're either playing uh, to go to the championship of the regional, right, the next day, or you're playing in the elimination game. You've got to win. Uh, so that's who you want starting. So I think it's the perfect way to set up Auburn's pitching staff. And, you know, then after those two, they'll have Mason Barnett and, you know, a bullpen that's gotten better over the course of the season uh, available for whatever they need. So, you know, I don't think Auburn's in a position where they can lose the first game to Southeast Louisiana and necessarily fight back and win the regional, maybe. Uh, I think they're better built to, to win the first couple and then, you know, go into that game with Barnett and see what happens. Um, I think they're, you know, better suited in a three-game series. Um, but I, I, do, I do think this Auburn team at home with Trace Bright and with Joseph Gonzalez stands a great chance to get to Sunday undefeated. And then when you look at the batting order, a lot has been made about uh, Sonny Deshera's struggles over the last month, especially in that uh, in that Kentucky series and the in yep. the, uh, the SEC tournament game against Kentucky. Taking you know that into uh, into consideration, you know a lot of pitchers are starting to work around Sonny Deshera. What would you do with the lineup? Would you keep it the same way that, that Butch Thompson's been forming it up, or would you put someone else around Sonny Deshera to kind of kind of encourage the other teams to you go ahead and you know kind of pitch to Deshera a little bit more? Well, I, I kind of liked it when he moved him up in the order number two just to get him better um, pitches and such, you know. Maybe not get walked as much, but it hasn't really worked out. In the last 12 games, he's batting 154. You know, I don't know if that has anything to do with him moving up the order. I don't think so. Uh, I, I just think, you know, all, all hitters go through these little slumps during the season. But he's a guy that's got to get going, right? They, they've got to, and it's not just Sonny. It's the whole team has not been having good at-bats and good approaches really for the final couple of weeks of the season. And um, this is when they've got to get that back somehow. That's the most important thing because the pitching's gotten better as the season's gone on. The defense has been really good, solid throughout the season. But that hitting is just sort of tail off now. They've got to find a way to pick it back up. And Sonny is a big part of that. I'd probably move him back to the three-hole just because that's where he seems to have had his most uh, production. Um, and, you know, if he gets walked eight times during the weekend, he gets walked eight times, you know. But uh, – uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a big part of it. <laughs> and then, then you look at uh, the the rest of the teams here in the Auburn Regional. You got UCLA, Florida State, and of course Southeast Louisiana, who the Tigers are going to play in their first game tomorrow. If Auburn does not win this regional, which team do you think is the best chance to win the regional? Probably UCLA. It seems like they're the more complete team coming in. You know, I think Florida State's got some really good players, but they've struggled a lot this season, had some ups and downs and, and some injuries. Uh, so I think UCLA uh, most likely. But, you know, you look at Southeast Louisiana, they've hit almost 70 home runs. They've got over 100 stolen bases. They've got over 100 hit by batters. You know, so 
uh, they get on base uh, and they really can get in the pitcher's head. So this is not going to be an easy matchup whatsoever for Auburn. And I think it's going to be important for Auburn uh, to score some runs against them. They've, they've got a lefty, one of those crafty lefties that if, if you followed Auburn baseball for a long time, you know those guys have given Auburn trouble in the past. So I think this is going to be a really tough matchup and Auburn's going to have to play well to win. Brian, pivoting to basketball here for a minute, Alan Flanagan announcing his return to the Plains. He will be coming back for his senior year as an Auburn Tiger. Uh, what do you think this does for this team? Uh, what do you expect his role to look like, and how do you think this roster shapes up for the season? Well, I think him and Denver Carver were expected to return. I think um, going through the process helps them know what they need to do uh, you know, the next time through and, and gives them a lot of good experience. Um, you know, I think the roster is completed, in my opinion. You know, I, I just don't foresee them going out and adding a 13th scholarship. I, I don't think they're going to do that unless it's a special, special player. You know, I, I think a, a coach like Bruce Pearl is much more comfortable having 10 or 11 guys on scholarship just because, you know, those 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th guys, you know, sometimes that can create some unhappiness on your roster and, um, you know, maybe, um, you know, negatively impact. Um, the, the way that the team gets along at times. So uh, I, I don't think Auburn's in that position this year. Uh, I think they're in terrific shape to compete for a championship again. Uh, Janae uh, Boone was a great addition as a five there for Auburn. I think Alan Flanagan is going to come back and have a year comparable or better uh, than his sophomore season. Now that he's had more time to recover from his injury and he's, um, you know, had more time to develop. And I think the biggest thing he's going to work on during the offseason is that three-point shot, which will be really important. You know, Auburn returns most of its guards all back, which is great. And they had a couple more with Westry and, and Donaldson coming in. So I think there's reason to be very excited about this team. I think it's deep. I think it's got talent at all levels. And I think, um, you know, it's got some pretty good experience people coming back. And uh, you would hope, and, and you've seen this uh, with Bruce Pearl and Auburn, uh, over the course of his time here, the, those players that return for a second, third year, they get better. So I think Jalen Williams can have a big season. I think some of those guards have pretty good seasons, like KD or uh, Wendell or uh, you know any of those guys are going to come back and be better uh, in the next year under Bruce Pearl. So I, I think this is a team to get excited about once again. Brian Matthews is joining us here from AuburnSports.com, a part of the Rivals Network. Make sure you check it all out. All right, let me get you one more football question as we shift gears one final time. B-Matt, and again, the time is always greatly appreciated. Here we are. It's June 2nd. Uh, What do we need to know right now about Auburn football? Like, What's the most important thing to let people know about the program as you look at uh, a kind of quiet time here for the Tigers? Actually, I think June is one of the busiest months for the football program. And that's why I asked the question for you to educate us. <laughs> it's mostly because of recruiting. Uh, right, the, the, the camp season starts Friday. They have the first elite camp uh, with, with a bunch of players. and uh, Maybe not a bunch of big names necessarily, but they'll have players in the 24 and 25 class that end up getting offers and end up being really good players. You may just not know about them uh, right now. And, of course, they're having official visitors this weekend, too. Auburn's going to bring in four guys. A quarterback, Brock Glenn, is really Auburn's only true quarterback uh, target in high school right now. So he's a really important uh, player coming in this class. Ian Jefford, we know how important, or Gefford, we know how important the um, offensive line is in recruiting. And uh, he's one that's been to Auburn a few times and is a, a big time target there at guard. Jamal Jarrett's a big nose guard defensive tackle. I think he's around 6'4, 6'5, 300 and something pounds, big old boy. And then Jay Nosberry is a linebacker. That's the um, 
younger brother of Austin Osbury, who signed with Auburn in last year's class and reported uh, this week. And that's another thing that's happened recently is Auburn got 10 more of their signees in, uh, seven um, high school kids and three transfers all enrolled on Sunday, Monday, or all reported Sunday, Monday. And then that just leaves one more, Kendra Scott, the Juco cornerback, who's supposed to be here in July. So uh, there's actually been a lot going on with the football program. Of course, they're back, and they've, they started summer workouts too. So they're really going to be busy in the month of June. And, Brian, before we let you go and get, get you out of here, we always have to ask about – uh, Liverpool. I mean, the last time you were on our, our program, last time we talked to you, it was back at the beginning of the month of May, and I asked if you were going to be able to survive the next couple of weeks because you had the FA Cup, you had the end of the Premier League season, and you had the Champions League final. It yeah. sounds like you survived personally, but what <laughs> happened? Well, you know, it's one of those things, man. You had this great season. It was a great season for Liverpool, but you get into May, and you just have two or three games there that make the difference in how the whole season is looked upon, you know, when, when you're looking back, and they were able to win the FA Cup, but uh, they came up a point short in the league and uh, lost that uh, Champions League final, unfortunately, 1-0. That just killed me. Um, but overall, it was a great season. You know, I think this is going to be a transition year. It looks like uh, Sadio Mane is on his way out, and they'll probably have some more incoming during the offseason. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm always excited. I think it'll be another great year next year. They're going to have some great players competing with Man City and whoever for – the league title we'll see how they do with the other cup races i told brooks not to bring it up i've been not speaking about it this week for a reason brian and, and here we are yeah. he did just that oh man the time is always appreciated follow him on twitter at bmat au do this for me brian give me a give me a promo for uh the rundown presented by voodoo wing company i'm looking through the the podcast feed and always enjoy listening to you guys banter back and forth episode 543 i mean it's just crazy how many of these things you guys have done brian it really is. It's kind of amazing, but we try to inform and entertain, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to you do that. 40 minutes of people talking uh, football or basketball or recruiting. That gets kind of boring. So we try to do a little both and uh, have some fun with it, too. So uh, we'd love to have you check us out there on uh, you know Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts there at uh, uh, The Rundown, of course, sponsored by Voodoo. And, uh, of course, you can follow me at operasports.com and on my Twitter feed at bmatau. We'll do just that. Look, if you've done something 543 times, clearly you're doing something right. So uh, always appreciate the time, Brian. Looking forward to catching up again soon, okay? Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Brian Matthews from Auburn Rivals and auburnsports.com joining us there on the show. One of my favorite podcasts to sit there and listen to. I love those guys going back and forth. They do it every week live in Voodoo Wing Company. Like, people can go and show up to lunch sometimes, and there you see the AuburnSports.com guys just kind of in the corner recording a podcast after they eat some wings. So, we like good, wings. Good podcast, and, good wings. And we like podcasts. So, uh, and, and you like Voodoo Wing Company. Big brand. podcast guys, big wing guys. I am a big fan of Voodoo Wing Company. They're expensive, but they're very good. They're well, well worth it. it. Well, well worth, worth it, it, indeed. Uh, and Brooks, uh, Liverpool. <sighs> you never walk alone. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's why I'm glad I have Brian Matthews on my side. He and I were texting a little bit on Saturday. Um, it seemed like he was in good company Saturday, though. He found a Liverpool watch party yes, somewhere. Yes, and, uh, you know, we just... The last 30 minutes were epic. I mean, it was just shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. I was not able to watch that And then Courtois was uh, totally forgot about it. not able to let any of them go by. So that's what you do as a goalie. You want to make sure... The ball yeah. does not find the back of the net, and he did an elite job at doing just I, that. It, it, answer me a question here. Thibaut Courtois, is he the best goalkeeper in the world right now? 
He sure I, looked like it on Saturday. He's up there for sure. I don't know if he's but, the best. Did you play FIFA, Brant? I have played FIFA off and on. Okay. Because I know that at lunch today you had a little video game discussion and, and um I played FIFA yeah. a ton. Ryan Ryan and I talked about I don't about play as much anymore. Uh but I used to play FIFA it gets so addictive. much. The games yeah, are man. so quick to play. Yeah. And that really helps people learn soccer players across yeah, Absolutely the world. it does. Absolutely, especially Americans like myself who don't really watch international soccer that much. So uh being able to go play in you know, to control one of the bigger teams like Barcelona. Everybody knows what Barcelona is. Uh, if you're playing FIFA, you probably know what Barcelona is. But uh, the the younger, the smaller teams in La Liga, uh, and none of them come to mind right now. But like the, there are like 17 different teams in Madrid. Uh, so, you know, FIFA soccer. Okay. I don't know what FIFA helped me learn. I'm it. trying to look at um, and think back. I should say. Brooks, you and I have played mm-hmm. FIFA a time or two together yeah. in the same set. I don't remember Ooh. anything like overly intense, though. You know, what do you mean, like between me and you? Yeah, no, I don't think so. We don't get overly intense when we play each other. We're because I like. I, I really love trash I like, talking. It's I my say, favorite <laughs> thing. But I wish I had more epic memories. If of I it. could, if I could throw both of us under the bus really quickly. Yes. neither of us are that good. Right, and so it's like when we get on there, where neither of us are good, and we're playing each other, and it ends up being. A lackluster event. My greatest pride in life is defeating Ryan Lavoy in a video game of any variety. I don't know that it's ever happened yeah, now that say, I think it about happened? it. I don't know. I know that in our 2K game, we would, you know, we had the best franchise that we just, as our friend group, we played for like four or five seasons, it felt we, like Brooks. And I know I made it to the finals one year against Ryan. I never made it. And the I know, I know I took one game. But he won the series. But I did take one game. We were actually talking about the the uh, the uh, infamous two K league, league earlier today in the office. Yeah. And we were I was talking about one day, one night we stayed till at your apartment till four a.m. playing this league. <laughs> and when we left, because you lived in downtown That's Auburn, awesome. we were the only cars on the street was our cars <laughs> at four a.m. That was an epic time. And uh, oh, to be young. Oh, to be young and, and in college and, and not as many responsibilities and. Not wanting to turn Staying it at nine up o'clock, four a.m. It was it was fun, yeah. And I'm sure anybody out there that does play video games is just like, how did you not make the playoffs? Because if there's five people, there's thirty, you know, what twenty something other teams, and they're all, uh, you know, computer. I couldn't beat the computer. That's what we're like. I, I was that bad at 2K basketball. I was the Hornets. I was the Pelicans. Okay, I was trying to remember who you were. Yeah, I was yeah. the Pelicans. But you, you all got to you got to draft players, draft. right? Yeah. And 2K LeBron left me after a year. That was somebody. <laughs> that's why I don't like LeBron yeah. is because he left me in a video game after a year. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who everybody else was. Jared was probably the Mavericks. Ryan was the Warriors. That's right. Okay. Uh, Maybe it wasn't as hard to figure out. And who then was our, Noah? our friend Noah was. Um, oh, was he was the Hawks. That's right. He was the Hawks because he was a Hawks fan. At the That's point. right. I don't know if he still is or not. Go Hawks. Yeah. Go Hawks. Go. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go. But, but this was well before Trey Young was in. Right. Right. This right. This was the video game well before. This Trae was like Young Dwight was Howard and Al Horford hating yeah. each other. Hawks. Yes. <laughs> Those were the days. Yes. Remember when the Hawks won sixty games and still no one showed up? And they were swept by the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. That they were. James. That they were. Those were good times. NBA Finals start tonight. They do. And speaking of the NBA, right? I West Coast. I'm so fired up, and one of my favorite things to watch is the pregame show before the pregame show because Jimmy Kimmel always gets a pregame show, and Um, before game two, 
we're going to see Guillermo. Is it pre or post game? It's pre game. Okay. We'll see Guillermo talk to uh, various players. I saw a clip of him talking to uh, Clay Thompson yeah. from, uh, from Media Days yesterday, and it was just, I'm like, this He's is hilarious. Be great. He's hilarious. All right. That does it for the second hour of our show here. We've got one hour left to go. We're going to go over some June monthly predictions. We'll talk about those NBA finals and more. Alongside Brandon Daughtry and Brooks Childress, my name is JJ Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. hours of sports call are finished don't touch that radio dial we've got one more hour to go whether you're leaving work cruising around town or listening on demand we've still got some fun left for you to be part of the show give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9 Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call starts right now. I'm Brooks Childress, filling in temporarily for J.J. Jackson. He is taking care of some company business and around the office. Brent Daughtry is also in the studio with Hi. me. Yeah. Hi. Have you had a good first two hours of the show? I have had such a great first two hours of the show. Would you like me to tell you about it? Uh, maybe in a minute, but uh, one, first want to say... We've I thought you had the both, hockey queued up. No, I sure didn't. Uh, we, we've both had some good uh, good first two hours of the show. <laughs> and uh, looking to have another third hour that is equally as good. As good or gooder. Gooder. As yes. good or gooder. Good or gooder. That is, we, we're just... It's already the, weird. We're going to let the English language just slide in the, set, in the third hour here, so get, get your I have a degree, in. trust me. <laughs> get, get your calls in at 334-887-341 locally, toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. And right now, now, Brant, let, uh, let me ask you... How the first two hours went. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? So tell me about the first two hours of the show, Brant. That audio cue is from Anchorman, right? The first one is, yes. The first, okay. Yeah. Well, the second one's The Simpsons. Yes. I, I recognize the Homer Simpson voice. Yes. But the first audio cue is from Anchorman. I've it never is. seen Anchorman. It's one of those that's on the list. I have a long oh list of movies that are gosh. like, everyone's like, everyone loves these movies, and I've just never seen them. Um, that's unfortunate. For whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, first two hours of the show, we had a great one. Uh, at 4.30, we talked to Brian Matthews of uh, AuburnSports.com. Love talking to him. He's very plugged into everything going around going around Auburn. He's been here since what, like '01, so he's very very plugged into into what Auburn's doing. But also, we've talked a lot of football because they've got a big recruiting weekend coming up. We've talked a little bit of basketball with Alan Flanagan coming back, and we've talked a whole lot of baseball. Both Auburn and the Braves uh, I had a couple of phone calls that are those are always good. We love the phone calls. We love the callers. 
Um, and yeah, it's been a really good 120 minutes. Hoping to make the last 60 as good or gooder. You know what? I you know what sound effect we need, Brant? Tell me. Is like the fairy dust magic where it's like like some sort of like bells, yeah, like and stuff. a like a harp sound so like or when, some. Yeah. When JJ disappears. We can bring him back in. It's like magic where he comes back in the show. But with that, you know, let's um, let's uh, you know what? Let's just choose with uh. Go Tigers! There, JJ's back. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ed, good. Orgeron has summoned JJ back That's in good. the studio. Uh, you know, or I could do the uh, I could do this one. JJ Jackson, breaking news, is back inside the uh. Here I am. Studio. I disappeared for a moment, but I'm back. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I like that idea of kind of a, a fairy dust. Yeah. Is that what you would like? How would you search for that? I don't know. I'd take the noise, maybe. I'd go like no. Harp I'm saying sound like effects. what? What noise are you looking for? I, I would, that's what I would search is Tinkerbell noise and like hear okay. like little like fairy fairy or whatever. I don't know. I want you to find that noise maybe and I, I want to play it by the end of the show. I want to play it by the end of the show. By the end of the show. Because I've gotten the sound effects fixed on that computer, so I can make it happen. Yep. Okay. All right. You're, we'll just find in a break. You'll tell me what to play, and okay. we can make it happen. Okay. I'll, I'll look for it. Okay. We're about to take a 20 minute commercial break. while Brooks does this. <laughs> no, but you know what else? Did what else? you ask him? You queued him up, and we got on this discussion for the sports call recap. Yes. Did you ever give a sports call recap? Yeah, he was. I did one. while you were sitting right there. Yeah, you were literally sitting right there, right in front of us. So third hour is the weird hour. It <laughs> always is. Third hour is uh, always the weird hour. We're gonna get to our June monthly predictions here in just a moment. Appreciate Brian Matthews for stopping by uh, to chat with us. You can find that on the Sports Call podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And it's all over the place. Uh, Everybody has their own preferred platform. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast platform, type out a five-star rating and review. Use some words in your review. Uh, That helps. Their algorithms are funny on Apple. And we love giving Five Star Friday shout-outs. So do just that. Give the words. The algorithm likes the words. Yes, they, they love say, the words. Give the five stars, write the reviews, say, Brant told me to leave words. If you spell my name wrong, that's fine. I'll know it who you're be talking about. the first about. time that happened. No, because I answered 17 different names anyway. <laughs> because B-R-A-N-T is hard for people. If anyway. You, if you want to leave us a haiku about your experiences with Sports Call. Make it art. Yeah. Make it art. Make it art. Please. That's what we love. Um, or just say, Brant told me to type this. Also, Either what I love is that on the Tiger Communications app that many people listen to our show on my parents being one of them from the state of north carolina able to listen to every single word that we say on air because of the tiger communications app they can listen to it live but also if you're like wait I'm on the app all the time. How do I find the podcast again? What I love about it is that on the bottom of the screen, there's a tab that says podcast. So, Brooks, tell people more about the Tiger Communications app and why they should make that a part of their lives. Well, if you like all the great programming that we uh, have around these parts, uh, that is Tiger Communications, download it. You can listen to all of our stations live. You can listen to Tiger. You can listen to our FM Talk station, FM Talk 93.9. You can also listen to 99.9 Kate. FM all live 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year so you know it's you know what fourth of july morning is coming up and you wake up you're like i need some alternative rock in my life before we hit the patriotic music the tiger's here for you everybody needs some alternative rock in their life it's it's a great out once we get into where we're coming getting out of, of sports season right now you've got baseball still going you've got the braves baseball that's over there on a on our sister station, AM 1230 WAUD. Can't stream Braves baseball because of MLB contracts, but 
You can listen to the the regionals for the Auburn baseball over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9, on that app. Once we get into the fall, you need a companion running around. Uh, you know, Friday nights, maybe you can't make it to your favorite high school, Smith Station or Beauregard High School. It is going to be on that app. You can listen to it. We've got great coverage. All the guys that make the broadcast there possible. If you're going to the stadium for uh, Auburn football, you can plug your earphones into your phone. Listen to the uh, listen to the Auburn football game every single fall. I every have done Saturday. that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And so everywhere, anything inside communications, you can uh, you can pull it up and listen to it on the app yes you can and we will be able to listen to auburn sports network programming yep. tomorrow night 5 45 airtime first pitch set for six o'clock auburn is taking on southeastern louisiana lions and tigers and bears oh my wow. all will be occupying plainsman park and seminoles too and seminoles but they're not you know don't really no. tie into the wizard of oz reference that no. i was going for there no so yeah, did that lions and tigers and bears? Oh my, that was a like setting up the scarecrow. No, scarecrow does he have a name? The first one. No, it's just the scarecrow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't the think scarecrow, so. the, the tin man, man the and then cur- the courage, cowardly, cowardly lion. lion. Okay, cowardly lion yeah. and Dorothy and their or dog Toto. Yeah. But weren't when they were saying lions and tigers and bears? Oh my, they were they were all together. No, the lion was not with them yet. Yeah. Okay. But they it was the tin man, Dorothy, the dog Toto, and the scarecrow walking through the woods, and it was kind of lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, lions and tigers. Yeah, they say it over and over again. Yeah. And the lion jumps out. Yeah. And he gets scared easily. If yeah. I only had courage, or something, he sings. Well, if I, well, yeah, he does. They do all sing a song, but if I only had a brain is the cadence that that you're thinking. If about. I only had a brain was the Tin Man. The Tin Man. Yes. But what is the lion saying? Uh, courage. Uh, he, he wants courage. Yeah, he sings about courage. I can't remember what the exact song is. Yeah. I wasn't in that show. I was on the crew for it. That's meh. I the, watched the 1930s. That was about it. Yeah. What I, you know, Brian Matthews was talking about. Everybody in that movie is dead. He was talking about the rundown. I brought it up. Their podcast. They're on episode 543. Yes. It's such a good podcast. They're doing really well. They're proud presenting sponsors, Voodoo Wing Company. Again, they record it live inside Voodoo Wing every single week. Wings and talking sports. Should we go great like, combination? We need to pop up on them sometime. Yeah, I was gonna say, should we go like sit in the other corner and make faces at them while they're recording? And just like yell in the background, like, hey. That's we got a, a podcast. We got a, a podcast. That's a good point, Brian. <laughs> that's a good podcast. You should listen to us. Um, Probably Brooks, sitting yelling in the mic, huh? Uh-huh. I'm sitting in your seat right yeah. now, and you're yeah. sitting in my seat right now. Which Brooks means, is not sitting. Which yeah. means I have your phone, yeah, and you I have realize. my phone. I do. And Tim Sin just texted your phone ah. and said, King of the Forest. Wow. Uh, oh. So <laughs> I talked to Tim Sin a few days ago this way. He, uh, we love that guy. He's a great guy. He's yeah, awesome. Great, One of our great uh, Beauregard broadcasters that you can right. listen to the Beauregard football games on uh, right On here. our Tiger Communications app and on Tiger 95.9 FM. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I was going to say, though, is talking about the podcast that they do for the rundown, and they're so good at, like, sometimes, okay, we don't always need to just talk about sports, 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 which is why we have Wacky Wednesday from time to time. And sometimes um, we just get weird anyway. The Ringer is so good for their Rewatchables podcast that so many people love. Pick any film, and they, like, rewatch it and then talk about the great moments. And I felt like I was in a rewatchable setting because here we were breaking down the best moments of the Wizard of Oz, and I felt proud as someone who has not seen very many movies that in my life Wizard of Oz. to know that I've seen the Wizard of Oz and I can contribute to the conversation. When you were, when did you see it? Like the very first little. Time. All right, 
the first time you saw it, did the monkeys freak you out? A hundred percent. Yeah. My father is terrified of the flying monkeys. Like he, I think everybody day? should like, be. To, like to this day, he's like almost <laughs> sixty. He hates the flying monkeys. It's his one thing with like he can't watch Wizard of Oz because of the monkeys. He's just like I hate them. How do you feel about I the monkeys? I, yeah. I think they're adorable. Like they're they're fine with me. We have a flying monkey in the lobby <laughs> right now. <laughs> we have. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, people can't see this. This is tremendous. Ryan just leapt onto a couch. Yes. Um. <laughs> Can we take a break? Let, let, let's go ahead and let's get our I feel like let's, you got good let, let's get our now. first break here. The hour. Let's try and regroup. You want to change uh, seats? Be a little bit more professional. We will change seats. I'll give you back your phone. I'll let you text oh, back, no, Timson. I think you would appreciate it. And uh, we'll have more sports call in just a moment on uh, WTGZ Tiger ninety five point nine FM. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player, national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back in. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson. Brooks Childress, Brant Daughtry. I'm back in the saddle, back in the host chair. Uh, thank you for doing your part, Brooks. I'm, I'm just here to so I don't get fined. Yeah, I um, yeah. I was misbehaving and missed the start of the third hour of the program, but here I am. Uh, so I'm back where I belong. You're back where you belong. Uh, you had the volume turned down a little bit in the headset yeah. here. I like it much louder. I like the sound of my voice. No kidding. Which means I'm going to be deaf um, in, in short time. So, uh, yeah, that's great. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you guys not like the sound of your voice, though? I do. I hate, but I, I hate the sound of my voice on a recording. Maybe not through headphones. But, but when you're talking, like if you put I, headphones bleh. on right now, do you like the sound of your I, voice? I did when I started working here. I've gotten used to it. No, I need you to tell me right <sighs> okay. now. Do you like okay. the sound of your voice while you're actively talking? Hello, me. Like, can you hear yourself or does Brooks need to turn your headset volume up yeah, a little I, bit? I, I just crank it. Just go as loud as you possibly can. Okay, yeah. I can hear my oh god. I can uh I could hear my lips move. Uh that got really painful. Um I was almost I wasn't I don't, so you I don't enjoy act. that. I don't love the Okay. I don't Brooks, love the you? sound of my own voice, no. I mean, I I have it, you know, on our scale here. I've got it at like a 5. Uh-huh. And if I like I keep going up, I can get to about like a a, a well, no, I had it like a four and a half. If I get to a five, that's where I'm like not really. I've got it pumped to about where I need it uh, to be, where I can I can hear myself, and it's definitely I know it's coming out of the headphones and not coming out of like the air around me. But it's I mean I like the sound of my voice. I um, talk enough. So here's what I'm gonna say. Jimbo right. Fisher called Nick Saban a narcissist. Yes. Me liking the sound of my voice as much as I do, and being a big JJ Jackson fan, does that make me a narcissist? Uh, by definition, yes. Yeah, not not a big one though. Like you don't stare at yourself. You're not Nick ear, Saban, you? but <laughs> you don't you don't talk to hear yourself talk. You talk for you know. Right. True. True. Purpose. I like having conversations, but yeah. I do enjoy the sound of my voice. Yes. Yeah. Fun. Uh, but some people don't. The internet would tell you they don't like JJ Jackson mm. on the call. Shout out to you, Ole Miss Twitter. 
because that was fun. Uh, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 if you would like to call in and join our conversation. It is a brand new month. It is June 2022. What does that mean? Well, it means it's time for our newest Sports Call Monthly Predictions. Are you looking for a sure bet at what's going to happen this month? Well, then don't listen to these guys. It's Sports Call's Monthly Predictions. Sports Call's Monthly Predictions each and every month. You can read them for yourselves on our website, thetiger.fm. Go there now to check it out. As we go to June, we've got 10 new questions that need to be answered. So let's get right to it. Brooks Monroe Childress, question number one with our June 22 monthly predictions. I ask you, sir, who... We'll win the Women's College World Series. Which team do you think gets it done? Well, it's really, really hard to go against uh, the you Oklahoma Sooners. kind of want to answer, yeah. It's really hard to go against the Oklahoma Sooners, especially kind of what they're doing right now. I saw a, uh, a tweet come, come by me um, a little bit ago. Our friend or friend of the program, Cole Kublik, tweeted this stat out. Oklahoma softball has 55 wins this season. That's astonishing, just in, in general, 55 wins. 39 have been by run rule. 32 have been shutouts. 15, they allowed one run. And 22, they scored 10-plus runs. That is just astronomical Dominant. offense. And so it, it's really hard to go against those Oklahoma Sooners. Is there's, that good? There's a it couple, feels really good? There, there's a couple teams in this tournament that if Oklahoma was not in there, you could give an argument for they could win the College World Series. But because Oklahoma's in this uh this tournament, it, it's really hard to pick someone that's not these, the Sooners. Who did you pick, Brant? I also picked the Oklahoma Sooners. Pretty they wise. Are, they are uh, very, very good. Uh, by far the odds-on favorite, and you know one one of the best historically, one of the best teams in college softball. So, a very safe bet, but uh, I went with them. I think that the Oklahoma Sooners can win the Women's College World Series. That's why I predicted them to do that. They played their first game today, and they beat Northwestern thirteen to two. They had a run rule victory in their first game at the Women's College World Series, a game in which they hit two, not one, but two grand slams. Yeah, that offense is so so dominant. What golfer will win the U.S. Open was our next question. John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler have the best odds to win, followed by Roy McIlroy, Colin Morikama, Cameron Smith. I picked Jordan Spieth. I think he's had a really good year, uh, played really good golf for the past 12 to 15 months. We never get these questions right, but we continue to predict them anyway. Brooks, who did you say? Uh, well, John Rahm won it last year, and he's tied for the best odds, as you said, to win it this year. But I went with the guy that finished second last year, and that's Louis Oosthuizen. Okay. He, he's played decent golf on and off. Hasn't been his top form here in the, this year, but I think he can get that turned around at the U.S. Open here in a couple weeks and uh, come down the stretch and get a win here. Brent, you said Brooks Kepka, who I hits did. the golf ball 550 million yards. Yes. Um. Any rhyme or reason there? Uh, I've been predicting Brooks Kepka for every golf tournament that we predict. He does well in major championships. And I am not changing that formula now. Okay, perfect. All right, question number three. When it comes to our June 2022 monthly predictions, we were asked, who's the number one overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft? Jabari. Okay, three weeks from today. Jabari better. Three weeks from today. You think Jabari Smith will be the number one pick? Jabari better. All right. I said Chet Holmgren. I just I think they're going to be some more late movement for Holmgren from Gonzaga. People are going to fall in love. I would pick Jabari number one. I just have a feeling the Magic are going to take Chet. Who did you say, Brooks? I also said Jabari Smith. I, I think that he's he's got a lot of a lot of really good qualities, and you saw them all year. I do think that there's a possibility that you, know, you get someone else there, I, uh, Bancaro or Holmgren, but. 
I, if I was playing money on it, I'd put, go Jabari Smith right now. How many SEC baseball teams will make the Super Regionals? Nine made the Regionals. There are four SEC teams that are hosting a Regional. That's Auburn, Florida, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. I think five of them are going to make it to the Super Regionals. What do you guys say? I also said five. I think the four teams that are hosting a spot make it, and I, I've, I've always known that, hey, in major tournaments like this, there's going to be a couple of upsets, so... I said, and the SEC is um, really good. So yeah, the SEC in baseball is very, very good. So I said a fifth team makes it in. Okay. Uh, I think I said four. Okay. But it's not all the hosts. I think Tennessee makes it in. Um, I think Texas A&M out uh, of their regional makes it in. Uh, who else is hosting? Texas or Florida Auburn and, and Florida. Arkansas. Auburn and Florida. You see, I don't. I just yeah. Auburn and Florida's regionals are just are are kind of iffy for me. Uh, I really like that Oklahoma team. I watched them a little bit in the Big 12 tournament. And so I think uh, I think one of those two wins, and I don't know which one, but a, a dark horse that I think can make it out is Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt, they've played fairly well baseball at the end of the year uh, This coming down the stretch here. They started off a little shaky, but they played some good, solid baseball at the end of the year. I think they could pull an upset over that uh, Oregon State team. All right, next, our monthly predictions moving forward here in the month of June. How many runs does Auburn score in the Auburn Regional um, you can find that online, the tiger.fm. You have to predict, yeah. think about how many games are going to be in place. We just threw numbers out there. All right, uh, number six, but that's why some of those Ten. are fun. Ten. Ten. Ten is what you said? Ten is what I said. For Auburn runs? Yes. Okay. I hope they score more than ten runs. I also do. This weekend. What did I say? I don't even remember this. I, I don't remember. six. I went on the higher side of things. You don't remember what you said, Brant? I said ten. I don't remember what the rhyme or reason behind that is, and right now I know that. Okay, the, okay, because you started to say I don't, right. and then I'm, what I don't know right. is the structure of okay, the okay, regionals okay. and like how that okay. works. I said but. twenty. I doubled you. I said twenty. How many total bases for Sonny Deshera? Don't I said remember. Nine. What, don't remember what I said. I said sixteen because I think he, I. <laughs> That'd be a huge tournament for him. That'd be awesome. I, I think he. I think he, he's got he the potential. The cold spell. I think he's got the potential to get at least one, maybe two home you runs. You said seven, Brant, which is way more fair. I, yeah, way okay. more fair. Okay. Seven total bases. I, th- I think he's got. I think he's got a chance to get a couple home runs in this tournament, and then I think the pitchers are going to walk him a lot. And so I, th- I think with batters around him, he's going to get moved around some of the bases a little bit. So I think, uh, I think sixteen. All right. Next, we're taking a look at our monthly predictions here. Our next question: We asked how many. Double-digit victories take place in the 2022 NBA Finals. Best of seven game series. Tonight is game one between the Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics. Uh, We haven't seen very competitive games for the most part in the NBA playoffs so far, but it is the championship series. It's Boston versus Golden State. What do you guys think? I'll tell you what. These are two good defensive teams. And so I don't think there's going to be that many out of if it goes seven um, I say not that many, but I said three, which in theory could be half of them. Uh, if we went six or you know just under half, it could be more than half if it's less than. But I think these are two very good defensive teams, and I th- I think it would take I, if there's going to be some double digit games, either Golden State is going to fall falter a little bit into what they did a little bit in the earlier rounds of the the tournament, and they looked awful shooting, or the uh, the offense for Golden State is going to absolutely just go off like that we we've seen them do uh, several times in the postseason. But I I said three double digit games are are going to happen this post in the in the finals here. 
Do you think we're going to see more competitive games, Brant, or do you think we will see some double-digit victories? I think you'll see a few. I don't think you'll see that many. I think this is. Uh, I, I think that. I mean, just the way that the playoffs have shaped up, I feel like you'd be. You'd be breaking the trend to not have one or two blowout games. So I think I said three, uh, but I do think this is a massively competitive finals overall, and uh, certainly don't see there being more than two or three blowouts. All right, we're moving forward with our monthly predictions. Uh, how many total rebounds? That was just fun. It's always good to have some questions where you just got to throw a number out there. Yeah, this is one of them because, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put the averages of what these teams have. They're both at 42-44, uh, the numbers for these teams and the uh, rebounds that they have per game. And then how many games do you think the series is going to go? All that's got to be in play. I think Steph Curry wins finals MVP because I think the Warriors won the series. What about you guys? I also said Wardell. Stephen Curry. Okay, I, I did because if you look at the how both teams got here, Steph has been one of the more consistent players. When you look at Boston, it's been between Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. Those two guys have you know flipped back and forth how good they were. But every time, almost every time that the Warriors have won a game, it's been led by Steph Curry. And so I think if the Warrior, I think the Warriors win the series right now. If you had to, if you know you you told me to make a prediction. And I think that Steph Curry, because he's consistently one of the top scorers, is going to get that MVP. And he's never won finals MVP before. And so that's been a big talking point coming into here. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. So um, we all think that Steph wins the MVP, which means we all think that he would walk away with uh, a championship because yeah. it's never gone to a losing team before. Yeah, I've said LeBron it, I've... has had several arguments. Uh, with how dominant he's been in some of these finals, but his team's falling up a little bit short. So Yeah, I've said it a, a few times. When Steph Curry is at his best, there's nobody in the NBA that can stop him. Uh, and if he can be at his best for a seven-game series, which I think he will be, uh, I think he walks away with it. No doubt about that. All right, and uh, finally, who wins the Stanley Cup Finals? As we're taking a look at some of our monthly predictions here for June. I, I No, go ahead. Based I said purely the Tampa off Bay of Lightning. Vibes. I base this purely off of us. I think they go for three in a row. How rare is it, I'll tell you, super rare that a team goes back to back to back with championships, and I've just got to gut my feeling that they can get it done, although they lost game one of the Eastern Conference Finals last night to the New York Rangers. I think the Lightning win the title. I went with the Rangers. Okay. I just just vibes. I've seen more of them on Twitter. I like their social media account. <laughs> so the, imp, or the Hurricanes said something um, about a storm coming to New York. And then the Rangers beat them, and the Empire State Building their, that Twitter account replied to them, started talking trash, and I really like that. So I'm going so just with the vibes, Rangers. Baby. Just Let's vibes go going the, with uh, the Rangers. Go with the Rangers. I make personal predictions before each postseason. Yeah. You know, when it comes to uh, some of the, most of professional sports, and I pr- picked uh, Tampa Bay to win it all. So I'm going keeping with that prediction. So I think Tampa Bay wins it all. What did you say for the NBA? Um, you didn't do it. You forgot to. No, I didn't. Because no, I've no, seen I said your the NHL. Bucks. I said the Bucks, okay. and it didn't work out for me okay. at all. Right, at all. Right, because they're not playing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's our monthly predictions that's for June. We did it! Yay! We did it! We did it! <laughs> Yay! Um, <laughs> check out everybody else's on the Tiger.fm. I won the month of May, which was awesome. Which because I was yeah. tied for last with you, Brant. Yep, and now me and Bill Bailey are sitting in a comfortable last. How does that feel? I, you know. Fine. <laughs> I I've said I have claimed being wrong so many times on this show, and it hasn't even been a full calendar year yet. I'm just I'm totally okay with it. One day, one of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a blind squirrel 
scrounging for food, and I'm going to come across a nut, and and it's going to be a great day. But until then, me and Bill just hanging out down at the bottom. I'm two points back of the lead. You've right had, you've been. I've been I, consistent. No, what I'll say. I, I, I don't. Because you know we talked about the spirit of trash talking yeah. a little bit earlier. Go ahead. Um, I suck been, at trash talking. You've by been the pretty way. lousy over yeah. the past few years, like Brooks, yeah. like really, really bad. And I've been impressed with what you've done so far. Listen, I'm just sometimes it takes a few years to get you know to mature. There, you know, you bring me up from AAA. And I just didn't adjust quickly the first two seasons. Y'all were thinking about sending me back down or maybe putting me on a trade block, but we, we started to find our stride here. We're two points back of the late Austin and Javon at 17 points. Tom's at 16. I'm in fourth by myself at 15. And so we got, we, we've, got, we've got a strong contention here. I feel like, though, the month of June is not going to play well into my favor, and it's just a gut feeling. But I, I think that uh, – I think – I think we got a chance to make a run here going down the stretch as we head toward the end of the year. Are you going to be watching the finals tonight? Uh, probably. Okay. Probably. Uh, Brant, you said you'll be tuned in? I'll be tuned in. I don't know. I know. fixed my headphones from earlier, by the way. I said they broke, and I never resolved that story, but I did fix them. Good. Okay. But you're not using them right now? No. Yeah. I could. It. it I think it depends. I, I'll probably at least catch the second half of the finals. I'm gonna start probably start watching that Oilers Avalanche hockey mat hockey game. Uh, it starts at seven and see. And if that gets out of control, I may flip it over to the finals game. But who knows? I may. Uh, I may even stick with some women's college World Series tonight. There's uh, Florida. Like I said, Florida and um, Oregon State play at six, so may hit hit that uh that game up. May hit Arizona and uh, Oklahoma State up as the second game. So maybe hit some of that up, too. Uh, we just got our first roster decline for the Thunder Chickens. Uh-oh. Boo. So. Was it me? No. 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 <laughs> no. Well, you've got one coming in a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We need to talk about my contract. We do. Mm. We need to talk about a lot of things mm. with that team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to be elite this season. Well, good luck. But I'll pitch. Might, you were talking about this on the show yesterday. Yeah. I'll pitch. Okay. All right. If we want, if we want new pitchers, I'll do it. Okay. All right. We need to practice. Yes. Because uh, all of a sudden yeah. we're finding out the season. Let's just get 19 a, days. Let's wow. just get a T. Let's just get a T. Go out there and start hacking. Um, I mean, we're gonna next week. We're gonna have to do something. Yeah. Get it together. Okay. Coach. See, and that's what. That's why. It's like you can't pitch, you can't pitch, but then people just rely on me to be the cut. So I'm like, this is your your deal. Okay, all right, all right, we'll make it happen. Where do, where will you play if not pitcher? I don't know. Catcher. Can you run? Can you run? Okay. I know you've got like the the busted knee. Right, and I would. I mean, yeah, I can run. You know, first base. What I, I played first base. Okay. I played first base. Okay. Growing Who's up. on first? What's on second? I don't know. Who's on third? Yeah. Trevon Reed is confirmed. Okay, he let's is, go. He, I'm gonna meet Trevon me Reed. Fired up. Text. I'm about gonna it. meet so Trevon Reed. Let's he's go. ready to rock and roll. So that's gonna be awesome. All right. So we got in the last 45 seconds, we have one person decline and one person accept. Correct. All right. We may I, have open tryouts. So we're up to five. <laughs> All right. We got an infield. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine. If you would like to call in to be a part of a sports call show. In the future, we're actually set up to get out of here a little bit early. So, Brooks, yeah. why don't we give you a uh, opportunity to share with us 
Our nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Here we go. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Our nightly TV guide. Brooks, what's on television? Well, we've got a couple things on for you tonight. Uh, I'll give you some movie picks to start things off. 7 o'clock on AMC. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This is not the Johnny Depp one. This is the earlier 1970s version. Who is it? Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder is Willy Wonka. Great movie. 7 o'clock AMC. Also at 7 o'clock on FX, your J.J. Jackson pick of the evening. Spider-Man Far From Home. Tom Holland stars in the uh, the newer editions of the Spider-Man franchise. That's 7 o'clock on FX. Sports Very action good. for you this evening. Women's College World Series, 6 o'clock on ESPN. It is the Florida Gators and the Oregon State Beavers. And then at 8.30, also on ESPN, it is the Arizona Wildcats and the Oklahoma State Cowgirls. Fun, fun College World Series time. 7 o'clock TNT tonight, NHL action. The Edmonton Oilers, Colorado Avalanche. Game two of that series. Very high scoring in the last one. Um... Eight, Aval- six, Avalanche game al- one. Yeah, Avalanche almost got to those nine goals, yes. but they gave up too many. For we you were to- charting goals in monthly predictions, and they uh, almost got there. Uh, but they they gave up too many to make it worth anything. Ah. Then at 8 o'clock on ABC, game one of the finals gets underway. It's the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors live from the Chase Center in San Francisco. Live. Fun action there. Steph Curry looking for another trophy out of that looking for another ring and the Atlanta Braves back in action tonight 740 is your first pitch time on Bally Sports Southeast for game one of the series four game series against Colorado Rockies Ian Anderson on the mound tonight for the Braves looking to get a game one win the ball has been jumping in uh, Colorado recently yes it has and uh, the Braves looking to take advantage of that with some long balls here yes it has Uh, that's some picks for you on our nightly TV guide have you watched Stranger Things yet Brooks nope okay uh, have you watched the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Nope. On Disney Plus? Nope. Okay. All right, so you're behind on some things. Uh, well, the, we've we've discussed what this. Have you, what have you streamed? Recently? Yes. Um, I haven't streamed anything since last week. But last Not, week. Nothing over the weekend when you were traveling? No. Okay, and nothing so far this week? Uh, well, Top Gun. Watch Top Gun on Monday. Okay. So What about Tuesday? Uh, no. Last watched, night was kickball. Yeah. And did you watch anything last night? Uh, sports. Pathetic. <laughs> um, Brant, what about you? I've got a problem. Um, I have watched half of Stranger Things. I have not have watched any good? of Kenobi. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Have you it's very watched good. it? No. Then why are you complaining about me not I watching did, it? But I will give a streaming pick. You have got to watch season four of The Circle. Oh. Absolutely uh, will not. Because I binged it I'm over still, this past week. I still have not finished mom. Breaking Bad, but I'm on and, the last season. I'm in the middle uh, of the final season so of Breaking Bad. So many amazing characters. Shout out, Brew. Uh, shout out, Frank. Shout you say you characters Ling. like these aren't real people. Brew? Yeah. This dude's like, name like, is, How does he spell it? B-R-U. Like That's the, awesome. Like the Minions character? Yeah, he also is on the radio. It, so is we're rooting you? for him. That's it, his occupation. Is it yeah. you? No. Okay. No. So are we rooting for He's Brew? He's got over three and a half million followers on TikTok okay, for well, his radio work. What did he... Oh, okay, oh. for his radio stuff. Okay, well... Yeah. We don't have that. Brew on the radio. He interviews all the top. Tiger he, Communications TikTok. Hashtag yeah. sports call TikTok coming to a site near you. Yeah, that's our nightly yeah, TV guy. It's a site you near you. Cool also known as TikTok. Brooks, thank you for being here. Yep. Brent, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, we got a brand new show of sports call coming your way tomorrow. Alongside Brent Daughtry and Brooks Childress, thank you to Brian Matthews for being on the program as well. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good, good day. Good.